Hello, everyone. This is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. My name is Steven. And today we'll be talking about things we miss in the Disney parks. This has been an episode. This is an episode I've been wanting to do for a while now. Um, yes, you have. I'm really. Exci- I don't know why, but I'm. I'm really excited about this one. Um, there's so many things that change in in Disney over the years. So many. So many lost loves. And I thought it would be just a lot of fun to kind of revisit some of those. So we have, um, I don't know, about nine, uh, nine things that we, um, was it nine? It is nine. Yep. I just glanced at it. An odd number. It. Yeah. Fun. We have nine. It's, it's uh, yeah. We have nine things that we miss and uh, we're going to alternate between them. And Paige is going to go first with uh, the first thing that she misses that is no longer in, uh, no longer in Disney. So my first one, Stephen hated this attraction. Yeah. I loved this attraction dearly, and I'm so sad to see it gone. But it is Stitch's Great Escape. If you did not have the opportunity to partake in Stitch's Great Escape, it was in Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. And it was in the little theater there where the alien encounter was prior to that. Um, this ride, it was sort of like a round room where you're all facing the center where Experiment 626 comes up through the middle once he's been, like, teleported into the room. And he jumps around on your shoulders, so you have these, like, shoulder bars that come down around your neck. You can feel the pressure from him bouncing around the people. It, like, tickles your head because he's supposed to be, you know... Just mischievous. Ugh. He burps and it smells like a nasty uh, chili dog. <laughs> it doesn't smell like a chili dog. It smells like someone had a like there's a gas leak in the building. Well, it was supposed to be a chili dog, mm. and he like spits out water at you in all directions. So and like most of this happens in the dark. Yes, it's mostly dark in the theater, but it was so fun and it was cute and it was immersive and it was like a little 4D show, but you felt like you were strapped into a roller coaster I, or something. I, I just thought it was so fun. I think that I think I would like it except for the fact that I do not like being constrained. And yeah, that was probably it. Yeah, I, I just for whatever reason I don't I don't I don't want to be held down by anything. Um and the normally like in a roller coaster I'm fine, but the fact that it pushed down on me, I just, that really that I don't know why that really freaked me out to have the shoulder harnesses pushing down on my shoulders like that. Well, and you were sitting still, so that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. just pushing you down into your seat. Yep. Um, one thing too is so this attraction opened in 2004 mm-hmm. and it closed in 2018 for good, which we probably. Wrote it in 2018 in the uh, spring. No, no, close? we wrote it in 2017. It actually closed in September of 2017. It closed in 2017. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So then we must have written it on our 2017 we did, trip. Yeah. Yep. And um, the last time we wrote it, there was a group of teenagers sitting in the front row of the theater. And they were on their cell phones. So when all of the lights went out for the show to actually start or for the attraction to actually start... Um, these youths were on their phones (laughs) and the cast member was like just waiting for them to put their phones away as we were just sitting awkwardly in the dark for probably almost a minute and everyone was kind of like, 
what is going on. And the cast member had to go down and talk to the teenagers yeah. and ask them to put their phones away. So, I didn't know that was part of I thought that was part of the show. Yeah, so it was super creepy because we were just like, why are we just sitting in the dark? So that was a little bit sad that that was our last experience. But nonetheless, I loved this attraction. I love Lilo and Stitch. I think Stitch is a hilarious little cute, adorable character. Right. And so I thought it was a fun little thing for families. Some kids got really scared by it. It was nothing compared to the alien encounter. So, but it was enough, right? But so I thought it was. I thought it was entertaining. Do you want to hear something funny? Um, when uh, uh, when they so this is yeah this is crazy. So when they um when they shut it down and replaced it, they changed the name because right now it's character meet and greet. So currently its name is Stitches Alien Encounter Character Greeting. It's kind of a fun Sad. nod to what it used to be sad um all right so the thing the next thing that i have um that i miss personally we have to go to disneyland for this one and um right now this area is a star wars space it's in tomorrowland as well and it's this whole like star wars area where you can meet and greet the characters you can see you know um kylo and chewbacca and darth vader and all those guys but time was it used to be interventions and interventions was was like one of my favorite things to do in Tomorrowland. I I absolutely loved it. Um it was it was basically like this giant circular building and you had to go up this huge ramp to get into it. Um and once it was really cool because like once you got up to the very top of this of this ramp, there was a, a door that was shut and you were kind of waiting to get in like for a cast member to actually open up the doors and let you in. Um and and one of the coolest things about it was this this thing was all about like I mean interventions, right? Like it was all about in you know innovating and inventions and just cool things going on and so like there was this there was this um then there's a nod to this on the people mover but there was this full-size audio animatronic named tom amaro um which uh is is really funny like tom amaro land because it was his land it's just great um he was voiced voiced by the wonderful nathan lane um and one of the really interesting things about it that i completely blanked on until now because I, I mean, I'm, I looked up some stuff about it before the show, mm-hmm. but he sang "It's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow" when you walked in, Aww. and I realized that was what he was singing. But that's that's what that was. Um, but it was really cool. It was there was it was two stories, and um, they had like uh, they had, I mean, this. So you have to understand, this was at the time when, like, early two thousands. So this was before we had iPhones, and even like before iPhones got good. Um, to, to the point where they're really interactive and there's apps that were really pretty cutting edge and great. So all of these things like Stitch's picture phone and a virtual resort where you like basically lived inside of a little house for a minute and you fed virtual fish and stuff. Um, there was like a hands-on St. Joseph's Medical Center. There was entire Dance Dance Revolution like stages. Um, and there was also like interactive ESPN video games. But the thing that stood out to me at the time was something called the Honda Asimo Theater. Um, Asimo was a, a little robot. It was called the advanced step in innovative mobility. And this was, this is, again, it sounds dumb now going back to it, but like in the early 2000s, um, this robot, it actually was able to walk. So it walked forward. It was able to climb upstairs and go back downstairs and dance and stuff. And I, I just remember being like, so darn impressed by this thing at the time. Um, mm. yeah, it's probably lame now. No, but that's cool. It was, I thought it was pretty cool. And then there was, there was also, also like, like video game consoles, um, virtual Magic Kingdoms, and uh, you could like design your own fireworks show at uh, this thing. So, so it, it was, was it was really, really neat. neat. I, I personally really, really liked it a lot. Um, 
but uh, it's gone. And I, I got to be honest with you, I'm really disappointed in that because, um, well, th- and, and that's, that's coming from someone who's a big Star Wars fan. So you'd think I'd be happy that Star Wars stuff is there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I really liked it, and I wish that they would. I do wish they'd bring it back, but but there's a part of me that almost wonders, you know, um, with with the speed and at which technology changes, and also with the accessibility that we have to it, um, I, I think that things in Tomorrowland would kind of feel a little bit stale in an in a, in, a, in, a, in an intervention setting. Mm. And I think that's one of the struggles that they have with Tomorrowland in general is that um, it's hard, hard to keep up with what the future is going to be like because the future is like coming at us so fast all well, the right. time. The technology changes in the last 20 years. Yeah. It's impossible to right. to keep up with I them. would say even in the last 10 years, well, frankly. I mean, it's... Especially yeah. the last 10. And so you're going to have all these kids like, like nine-year-olds with iPhones and stuff who are like not going to be super impressed by a robot going upstairs. Right, exactly. Which is wild because I was impressed by that for sure. Yep. Um, what do you got? What's next for you? Okay, so the next one that I have, um, I'm taking it over to Disney's Animal Kingdom, and this ride is actually still operating. But what I miss is the original... Kilimanjaro Safari attraction with the little red and big red storyline. Yeah, I don't I never you you told me about this before I went on the ride and you were so yeah. excited and I went on it and I was like that nothing happens. Yeah, so um originally the ride had a like a scripted piece of it where the driver would be like referring to uh, the call sign Simba One. And so, like, we always said, like, Simba One, Simba One, when we would talk about the ride. Um, and then they, the whole storyline was that we were, like, hunting down poachers who had this mother elephant, Big Red, and a baby elephant, Little Red. And then at the end, happy ending, you confront the poachers, then you save Little Red, and there's this elephant on the back of this truck, and you're like, yay, we saved the day. And that's, you sort of, like, speed to the end of the ride. Well, unfortunately, they cut a piece of that out um, throughout the years. And so then in 2012, the Little Red story was no longer in the attraction. Um, They took out the animatronic and then they like just filled it with zebras. Yeah, it's a great more animals. um, The safari is amazing, but. It does feel like there's a lack of Disney storytelling there. Um, and so it is weird that they don't have that anymore. I, I, wish, I wish I could have seen it. It sounds great. Well, it was so fun because it felt like you were part of almost like the great movie ride, how that was like the driver was part of the story yeah. or the Jungle Cruise where the driver is part of the story. And yeah, and boy, is the great movie ride something that's going to come up. But, like, the cast member got to engage with this story, even though it was just sort of a memorized script. It felt immersive and fun, and you felt like you were doing something good by catching these poachers. So yeah, yeah. I do really miss that. Um, one of the good things, though, about it is through all of the changes with the Kilimanjaro Safari and taking away pieces of the scripted piece and adding in zebras and taking away zebras. They actually in 2016 added in those nighttime safaris again, which we've had the opportunity to be able to partake in. And so 
one of my most memorable moments in Animal Kingdom was when we got to see the lions at night and we heard it roar and it was like bone chilling. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I mean, it was incredible. And I've mentioned it before, but the opportunity that you have now to do the Kilimanjaro Safari at night on those night rides is just amazing. So is it worth losing the story by getting extra time? Could they do both? Could they add in another? Could do both? Could they add in another like conservation type story? I don't know. Maybe, but I I really miss the original. That was that was my favorite. All right, uh, we're gonna go back over to California for my next one. Uh, this is in DCA, and part of when uh, when DCA opened up, part of the original. Um, you know, part of the original structure of it was a Bugs Land, and um, that has since recently been replaced by Avengers Campus. A lot of people are are like over the moon about Avengers Campus, and I know that you know a Bugs Life doesn't really have that great of a shelf life. I mean, uh, compared to Avengers, it's 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 certainly not pulling in the money. You know that that Tony Stark's bringing in. Yeah, but it's um, cute. But but it was great, and I. I loved it there. I, I, I never loved it from like I didn't really go on the rides because they were a little small for me when I first went. I went to Disneyland for the first time when I was nine. Um and so, you know, I, I wasn't really you know, I think I may have gone on the bumper cars, but like Flix Flyers and the the Heimlich Choo Choo train, which is just like iconic. Those are great, you know? And um and and it was for me it was the theming that I miss. Right. Um walking if you hadn't been there before, if you've never seen it before, look it up on Google Images or something because um, A Bug's Land was, was so, so cool. It was so innovative. Like, if you think that Toy Story Land is cool because everything's big, uh, like, <laughs> Bug's Land was crazier. Like, the bathroom, it was an upside-down tissue box was what it was supposed to be, basically. Yeah, well, if you think of the scaling of how tall things would be to toys, like Woody and Buzzy right. size versus an ant the scaling is yeah. crazy cool. They had an entire like water park area for kids where you can go in and, and splash around and it was a um it was a leaky uh water hose. So that I mean it was a huge water hose. Uh the Heimlich choo choo train went through um it went through a, a half eaten watermelon. It, it was just it was really fun. It was really, really just a really great area. Um, and then, of course, you know, when they got rid of it, they also got rid of It's Tough to Be a Bug in California, which I think is a crying shame because that is such a great ride. Um, it's a loved one in in Disney World. So I don't I don't know why it was gotten rid of, you know, um, I honestly don't know why it was gotten rid of in, in DCA, frankly. But one of the things that they did, they do pay homage to it um, now in Avengers Campus, where if you are walking around periodically, you'll see the wasp. And she's carrying around like this uh, small miniaturized version of Bugs. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. Yeah, she's carrying around a small little miniaturized version of um, of Bugs Land in her hand, and she's like showing it to people. Like with pin particles, they shrunk it down. Oh, well, um, that's cute. And they made it like small and stuff. It's uh, it's I just put it in notes for you to look at. It's really really cool. Um, but yeah, like it's not, not it's, it's not, not the same. same. So anyway, I really, really miss a Bugs Land. I, I, Avengers are, are I I like Marvel. I think Avengers are cool. But I, do, I don't know. I don't think they're as cool as, as a Heimlich train. Well, but what's going to bring in the money? That's what I was saying. Right. Flicking at it. They're not going to bring in the big bucks. Bless. So did yeah, you get the picture? you see sad. it? 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it's cute. cool, right? Yeah. That's very cute. I'll put this in the show, this photo in the show notes. It's, it's kind of a fun. Cool. I'm glad they did that, at least, to keep it kind of alive. Right. That's really sweet. Yeah. That's so cute. All the little clovers. Now the ants are super small. Yeah. Yes, they are. Even smaller than normal ants. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next one, um, Stephen alluded to earlier, I'm heading back to Walt Disney World, and I just realized I have not repeated any parks so far. I'm heading over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah. I went to Magic Kingdom, then Animal Kingdom. Now I'm in Hollywood Studios, formerly known as MGM Studios. I don't think, are we going to Epcot? What? I don't see Epcot on the list. I don't think I am going to Epcot. No, yeah, we're not. Shoot. All right, well, nope. we'll carry on just as is. So I'm going to Hollywood Studios, and I'm talking about the great movie ride. Hmm. There's a lot of nostalgia for this ride and a lot of broken oh, hearts good. about it. So the only thing I'll say before I go into nostalgia land and talk yeah. about how much I love this ride and a little bit about the ride um, the replacement that is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Worth every second of the wait. Yep. The first Mickey Mouse-themed ride. Which, which is, is bonkers. That's crazy. Bonkers. But they did, they did it exactly how it should have been done. And it's coming to Disneyland, too, in Toontown, which is... It's amazing. So great, so, yeah. A little bit about the ride is um, you entered into the Grauman's Chinese Theater, similarly to the one that you would find in Hollywood, California. Mm -hmm. And it's a great replica with the handprints in front of it. Very cool um, on the outside. Then when you go inside, you load into your ride vehicles and you go through different aspects of different eras of movies and different genres of movies so you have um, musicals you have gangster films then you have westerns and there's like a shootout and your ride um driver in your vehicle actually swapped out with different characters yeah you get hijacked during the ride i only rode this thing one time right because it closed i have an extremely unpopular thing to say oh no i didn't like it (gasps) i actually um yeah, just plug your ears, but uh, I I didn't like it at all. And it was one of those things where I was kind of ready for it to be over when I got on it. Hi, everyone. I married a party pooper. And uh, the, the final part when you're kind of like seeing all the Turner classic movies. Um, so fantastic. At the end, I was like, oh, this is hmm. – I, I just – and the, 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 the animatronic scared me a little bit. Well, it was, it was old. It yeah. was a classic. So, anyways, you know, that's, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna carry on. I just wanted to be honest. If you're I wanted to at least get that out there, so you knew. Are you Team Paige and you loved the Great Movie Ride, or are you Team Steven and you thought it was just overrated and outdated? We'd love to hear well, your going answer. Going through the Wizard of Oz section was very unsettling. Oh, it was so sweet. <laughs> it's it was so sweet. I won't I won't poo poo on the ride. I just any more than I already am. I just wanted to at least get that out there. Well, I thought it was fun, and I loved when you lined up at the end in front of that giant movie screen, and it just kind of flips through all of those classic movie moments. I thought it was very fun. I thought it was really well done, um, and I loved the interactive piece with the cast members who kind of swapped out, and you thought you got hijacked, and it was so immersive. I thought it was great, and I thought it really hit a lot of... um classics that even kids would be able to recognize most of them i I mean like some kids wouldn't know like casablanca maybe but 
But they'd be able to recognize things like the Wizard of Oz. Well, they'd be able to recognize some of but those even old like westerns. Casablanca, like that could still be like a cultural touchstone for kids, even as they, you know, because they knew it from Disney or whatever. Right, exactly. Which is nice. Um, I wonder, I wonder what even made it. I, I mean, I'm sure there's information out there, but I wonder what the the, the thinking behind shutting it down actually was, because a lot of people, see, to me, seem to really throw a fit about it. I think probably because it was one of the older rides. Yeah. And the Grumman's Chinese Theater had so much potential with a modern ride. Yeah, right. Like when you walk in now to the queue and you have all of these Minnie and Mickey posters inside, like you've entered into this classic movie theater and you mm -hmm. see all these Minnie and Mickey oh, movies. Oh, great, yeah. And I'm not going to – I mean, the ride's been out a decent amount of time now, but I'm not going to spoil it because if you haven't ridden Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, you have to go see it. We went yeah. in blind without having any spoilers, and I was so shocked yeah. when there, I rode that ride. There was um, – I, I had seen a spoiler for the beginning sequence where you're, like, watching the video in the beginning and waiting in the room, and I completely forgot what happened. So I knew that something big happened, but I couldn't remember what <laughs> And then when it happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's great. That's so amazing. Um, I, I personally I, I personally like Minnie and Mickey's better, but um, I understand. I understand the heartbreak of people losing the great movie ride. I know that was a, a good one for a lot of folks. Well, it was fun, and it was, it was nostalgic for more than one reason. It was nostalgic right. from growing up going to that park and riding the ride, and it was nostalgic for all of those classic Hollywood moments mm -hmm. from all of those fantastic films in history. So. Yeah. I hope this episode doesn't sound like a complaining episode because <laughs> we're not like we're not complaining. We're just sharing no, we're, things that we're, we're reminiscing on the yeah, things that man. we loved about Disney the and good old, the good old days. Too <laughs> <laughs> many Christmas. All right. Uh, can I jump on mine? You got it. All right. So, so since um, so, so Disneyland was the park that I grew up going to the most. Um, and I've, I've certainly been there far more times than I've been to Disney World um, just because of how frequently I went growing up. But um, in Disney World, because that's like my new home park, because that's where I, I, I live closest to now, um, they do not have a ride that is still in Disneyland that I love, and, and, they, and they got rid of it. Um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is something I do miss, and I'm not the biggest, I'm not, I don't love riding rides in Fantasyland typically. Like, they're great, and they're a lot of fun, but I, I, can, usually, um, I can usually wander on through Fantasyland without having to get on a ride and still have a pretty good time. But I, Mr. Toad's wild, wild Ride to me is so much fun. Um, it's just, uh, it's, 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 uh, I don't know, it's simple. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, you, you went on it for the first time recently. Last time we went. Yeah, you, you, you liked it, right? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was a classic dark ride. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Yeah, but, but it was it's, cute. well, I'm, I mean, I saw my show, so. I know. You know, um, but yeah, I, I, to me, it stands out amongst other dark rides as one that's a little bit more fun. Um, and I think it's just this little storytelling and the characters and just the whimsical nature of it. Um, it's not my favorite dark ride. My favorite dark ride, without a doubt, is the Alice in Wonderland ride in Disneyland. Um, <laughs> that one's fun. That one's awesome. It's really fun. Yeah. Disney World, their Magic Kingdom is missing out by not having certain dark rides. It, it blows my mind. I don't love the dark rides in Magic Kingdom mostly. Hot take. I just don't. I, yeah. I mean, not because I'm an adult or because I'm too old to enjoy them. I just, I don't know. None, none of them feel so special to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's, I mean, I know that, like, Peter Pan's flight is obviously one that is beloved by so many people, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Mr. Toad, for me, that's one of my all-time favorites. I love it. It's just so much fun. Um, I, re- I grew up, like, reading the books, and I saw, like, the, the Disney films with that character in it and stuff, so um, I wish that that was still in Disney, in Magic Kingdom, but if they brought it back, it wouldn't feel the same, because it wouldn't have that old, like, it just would, I don't know, I just don't think it would feel the same because it'd be new. And part of the appeal of it's the old nature of it. So. Right. It would feel too modern to be yeah. the same ride. All right. What's your next one? Um, my next one is in Epcot, my friend. hey I, I was confused be, because this one used to be in Disneyland and Tomorrowland. Yeah. So hit me it's with in it. Epcot, was in Epcot, RIP. And so it actually replaced one of the worst attractions to ever exist in a Disney park. Um. What did it replace? Captain EO. Okay, hang on. (laughs) Captain EO is actually one of the best things I've ever seen. Okay, honestly, I would ride Journey into Imagination with Figment, the current version of this, a hundred times before I would sit through Captain EO again. I don't know, man. Captain EO is great. And I am not hating on Michael Jackson. Like, I loved his music. I liked the movie The Wiz. I, I, Captain EO was rough. Angelica Houston playing the Supreme Leader. You can't beat that. It was so rough. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I went with my friends in, like, high school. I was like, hey, guys, let's go ride or let's go see this show, Captain EO. And they all looked at me halfway through the show and were like, why in the world did you bring us to see this? Okay, well, if it's so bad, why did Francis Ford Coppola direct it? Hmm? Uh, yeah. To each their own. Yeah. Look up his resume and tell me why Captain EO is so bad. Excuse me. Do each their own. That is a personal opinion. The way that you do not like the great movie ride. I thought Captain EO was terrible. Anyway, the ride that I'm talking about that I really miss is Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Okay. That ride scared me half to death. (laughs) It was so fun. That ride scared me so bad as a kid. You you go on about it and then I'll tell you about my, uh, my fear. Okay, so it was a 4D show where, you know, you wear the 3D glasses and then you have these immersive aspects of, like, things spraying out and smells and feeling things. I I think, like, your chair shook or something, if I'm remembering correctly. There's two things I remember about it. One, a giant snake freaking pops out at you and opens up his mouth. Two, someone, someone lets go of these rats and they, they tickle your feet. Like, they, they lose all the mice and they tickle your legs. With, I mean, it's air, but it, oh boy, did that scare me. Well, you also do not like a bug's life. Well, I like it. Reason. I like it. It's just unsettling. I could do without getting poked. Yeah, I don't remember the snake, but I do remember, I love the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I think it's a hilarious film. I hate the part where they get covered in pollen because it makes me feel like I'm going to sneeze and die. <laughs> See, you're, like, I'm afraid of snakes and mice which I'm, in real life i'm not but 3d ones no thanks you're afraid of pollen that's well you know it is what it is i thought it was a really fun attraction and i really did not like captain eo so i thought this was a huge upgrade um yeah i don't know i liked this attraction a lot yeah um okay well where was it in epcot because i don't i obviously never went on it there um so the future world Imagination Pavilion uh-huh. is where it was from 94 to like 2010. Okay. Cool. And then they brought back Captain EO for a short period of time after that. 
Which, I mean, let's let the best. No, not the best. All right. So uh, my next one, this is my last one, actually. And then Paige is going to finish off with uh, hers. So Star Tours is arguably one of the one of the better rides in Disney, um, in my opinion. But uh, this new, new version, version, folks, it is not it. It's, it's fine, fine, but it's, it's just – it does not compare to the original version at all. So, so in the original one, you had RX-24 or Rex – and he um, was piloting the ship and was, uh, you know, I mean, just this clumsy little robot who um, basically, basically took what was Star Tours, you know, it was supposed to go on this little tour of, of space. And it got into this whole like crazy, um, uh, this it's whole crazy, crazy chase space. through the galaxy. And you went through like these ice rocks and it, it was, was, it, it was, was so much fun. His little voice was so high pitched and crazy. Um, and, and for me, I thought the storyline, it was consistent. You knew what you were going to get, and it was super fun. Um, and I, I personally just absolutely loved that one. And then um, they upgraded it. I don't remember exactly the year they upgraded it, but C-3PO was suddenly the the pilot. And um, I like C-3PO as a character quite a bit, but it was just like – it was kind of clunky, I felt like. And then they added in like all this stuff from the prequels and then the sequels which I love. I love all of them, but I just it to me it just really did not compare to the uh the original, the original. ride that I just thought was so was so, so good. I mean, in the original, original one, one you actually like went through the Death Star, you know, like Luke did in, in A New Hope. Um there was all these really cool callbacks to the original films and uh you just didn't get that in uh in in the remakes. So one of the things that I don't like about the newer version is that what kind of ends up happening is is sometimes you'll get a storyline that rocks and then sometimes you'll get a storyline that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, did you have a preference? Do you remember the old one at all? I don't remember the old one. Really? I don't did know how many times I, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. My family was not big into Star Wars, so I don't ever remember like rushing to get on that ride. Yeah. I mean, cause one of the things is that if you're not careful, um, you're going to end up in, on Naboo and basically go into the lake where Jar Jar Banks lives. <laughs> um, and, and I just, I don't know. It's just like, some of the scenes are just weird choices for me. Like, there's mm -hmm. one of the scenes where you have, like, um, um, Wookiees, you know, like, swinging on, on ropes and stuff like that. And it's from... Uh, that's my favorite one. That's, like... And then one of them, like, lands on the windshield. I just... I like the Wookiee one. But we got that one literally every time. Yeah. So, anyway, that one's... I, I really, really miss the old one. Um, I have a... Uh, Paige was gracious enough to buy me a very, very, very cool uh, Star Tours poster for Christmas last year. And it's... um. It's up in our in our basement where we record. And I love looking at it because it is a callback to the original one. Um and it has my buddy RX24 on it. So There you go. I miss that ride, man. I wish I wish that they would kind of similar I guess I should have added this to my list, but similar to how I miss Soren over California. Um I wish that they would bring it back every once in a while. Kind of like sometimes they'll bring back Soren over California every once in a while. Right. But then you got to implement animatronics and all this kind of stuff. And, and like, you know, the, the video was older and so it looked a little bit less, you know, high quality like the new one does. But, um. Yeah, but they could, they have all the technology. They could easily make that happen. Yeah, I want that RX-24 droid somewhere. I I know that they like they basically uh, DJ Rex in Oga's Cantina is repurposed to basically be what the uh, what the Rex unit was in Star Tours, but um and then so, so it's, it's cool, cool you can still visit that guy but yeah, bless man. 
All right. Last What's your last one? one? This one is actually not an attraction, but something I desperately miss in the Disney parks, which might be an unpopular opinion based on the reasoning that I think they took it down. And that is back to Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Mickey Sorcerer's Hat. You never even got to see it. I asked you about that. Um, I think when we went, I wanted to see it, right? Yeah, it closed in 2015, I think. Um, So they started dismantling it because I think a lot of people complained that it took away from the Grauman's Chinese Theater, which was really the staple of Hollywood Studios being the Hollywood feel, the movie feel. Yeah, it was kind of just in the middle of everything, wasn't it? The placement was just awkward. And what I vividly remember is like, Back in the good old days when High School Musical was popular. Oh my gosh, I'm looking through Google Images and I just landed on a High School Musical stage yes. in front of it. You better believe me, my brother got up there and we're dancing at the High School Musical <laughs> show in front of Mickey Sorcerer's Hat in like rough. 2007, probably. Oh my gosh. Good times. Good times. That's guys. so funny. I literally scrolled right past it yeah. uh, as I was looking at pictures of this thing. Yeah. And then they just, you know, sold pins and stuff there. Um, it was like pin trading and all of that stuff. But I thought the instead of having the Grauman's Chinese Theater or like the Tower of Terror be the staple of Hollywood Studios, I thought the Mickey Sorcerer's Hat from Fantasia was a great staple for yeah. that park. I really did. That's always been cool. a little bit of a source of confusion for me Um, is why Tower of Terror is like. I guess it's because of the Hollywood Hotel, but it just... I think because it's massive. Yeah. So it catches your eye. It's right at the end of Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. And, and it's right in the name. And it's right in the name. So, so. we um we made t-shirts that we're selling online right now. TPA 20 for 20% off if you want one. Boom. And uh, we, we picked staples from all the parks, right? So... um. Like for obviously for Magic Kingdom, we have the castle. Disneyland, we have the castle. Epcot, we've got the ball. Animal Kingdom, we have the Tree of Life. DCA, I put the uh, Sun Wheel. And um, uh, what I did was, what had happened was, for Hollywood Studios, I actually put the Millennium Falcon. Yes, he did. Instead of putting the Hollywood Tower Hotel on there. Just because I was, I was like, like, I don't know, like, you know. I'm not mad Galaxy's about it. Edge is it's just as iconic to me as as anything else. So, what? Well, yeah, that's a shirt you would wear. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I'm not. Mad you got to make it. art that you believe in. You know, if you don't believe in it, other people won't. There you go. Um, yeah. So Some there movies. is a uh, if you are if you still want to see a Disney a Disney magic hat, a, a Mickey sorcerer's hat in Disneyland, there still is um, a pretty darn cool sorcerer Mickey hat that's right going into the entrance of the Disneyland hotel. It's not as big. Um, it is, uh, it's, it's not as impressive, but it's still really, really cool. I think, um, it's propped up by stars. It has a lot of like, uh, um, it has like stars and, and stuff like kind of, uh, wrapped around it and stuff. So that one's pretty cool. And at least you can still see one. We got our picture in front of there when we went to uh, Disneyland last time. We did. So, um, is there anything else that you miss? Anything else you're thinking about that you're like, man, I, I wish that they didn't get rid of this? I don't think so. Those were my big things. And I did have one in each of the Walt Disney World parks. Yeah, so. we covered all of them because we yeah, we went to every single park. It's funny, though, because I basically only stayed in California, but 
again, like I, I didn't grow up going to uh going to uh to Disney World. So Well, right, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that's going to about wrap it up for us. Um, thank you so much for listening. Like I said earlier, we do have some merch on sale on our website. So if you want to snag some of that, you can get 20% off um, by using the offer code TPA20, TPA20. Um, we have some cool T-shirts, uh, cups, you know, uh, stickers, you name it. We, we got it on there for you. Um, if you'd like to follow along with us, you can uh, jump on our website at theparksacademypod.com. We have blog posts going out weekly. We have updated content. We put our uh, RSS feeds on there and stuff like that. You can learn more about the show. Uh, you can also find out and uh, more about us and follow us on Instagram at the Parks Academy. Um, you can join us on Patreon if you uh, would like to. And you can also find us on other social media networks like that as well. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys spending the time with us. And we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.